Dusty. It's fired up. Tommy C Show is brought to you by Truth Verify. For all of those who consider themselves a source of truth and who fight daily against the prolific disinformation campaign propagated by social and traditional media sources, Truth Verified is a brand that is bound by nothing but intellectual honesty. Thank you for supporting the Tommy C Show through the purchase of Truth Verified merchandise at therealtommyc.com slash merchandise. The truth is strong and the power is local. Hey, it is Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. Thank you for tuning in to the Tommy C Show. The resource for patriotic truth and action. The podcast that you listen to at your own risk. Hey, good evening. And welcome to episode 110. I hope today finds you at peace or working towards it. Tonight's show is a little different. Uh, Something I do from time to time that's really less script and more natural conviction, if you will, to put it mildly. Uh, We're sitting on a very big powder keg right now. And I want to talk about that a bit tonight. And some observations that I've made um, this week, uh, especially this this short week since the weekend. I mean, we're only a couple days into it, but we'll talk more about that today. Uh, First, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. It would really help. If you listen on Apple, please consider subscribing and leaving a positive review. I'd be very grateful for that as well. You can support the show by going to therealtommyc.com slash contribute through the purchase of Truth Verified merchandise at therealtommyc.com or by checking out the members-only section on my website for additional ways to be a part of supporting the show and to receive some cool benefits or just by sharing this platform all over the world on every platform that you're on. Hey, I'm not going to judge. I've got my my preferred platforms. Really, I went to preferred platforms, but I've got those that I definitely stay away from uh, for obvious reasons. But if you're still using them and wouldn't mind sharing this, I'd be grateful for that. Maybe some of those platforms need to have some more sensibility or some just angry old white hairy guy (laughs) just bitching about stuff, eh? Eh? Am I from Canada today? I'm close enough. I'm in Wisconsin, so not uh, not that far south. It's a few hours south. south. Um Okay, maybe like, I don't know, probably eight hours to actually get up to the Canadian border once you got to go around Superior and up into, uh, you know, through northern Minnesota. But anyway, none of that is important right now. We are not here to talk about upper Midwest geography. Hey, I watched the press conference today uh, for Brookville Center, Brooklyn Center, sorry, in uh, Minnesota, where that shooting, police shooting happened. Uh, on Sunday, and this press conference was awful. Okay, let me let me get the incident out of the way right away. Just give you my take on this. Okay, the, there wasn't. I can't for the life of me watching the, the the body cam footage that we've seen so far. Um, I would like to see if there's footage from other officers on the scene as well, so I could see what that officer was, you know doing in the moments prior and whatnot clearly it's a bad shoot when you when you look at this i mean it it certainly seems like it was an obviously an accident she was saying taser 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 which is what you're trained to do before you deploy a taser it gives other officers in the area a warning that the taser is about to be deployed and the suspect really um that the taser is about to be deployed and to then fire a pistol 
uh, it blows my mind, especially for an officer that's <clears throat> tenured. But then again, there are officers out there who might never pull their weapon in their career. And, you know, it. so it doesn't, it's more about the situation. <clears throat> but clearly, uh, there was a failure here. And, and by a tragic one. I mean, the life, you know, life is precious. Whether or not you agree with people's beliefs, we shouldn't be advocating for their deaths. But, I, yes, there's no argument for me that the gentleman should have not resisted and just stayed there. He had warrants. I don't know how he thought he was going to get away. Probably, you know, didn't. Um <clears throat> It never turns out that way. You only make the situation worse um, by fleeing that way. I, I can't imagine. And so, yeah, there is no argument for me that, listen, he should have never resisted. And that's not blaming the victim because it's not his fault he got shot at all. <clears throat> but there are steps you can take to ensure that you almost entirely eliminate that possibility. And that's simply complying with the orders you're given. And if you've done nothing wrong, there's not going to be a problem. <clears throat> and if there is, you fight that in court with your evidence and you go that route. This resisting and fleeing thing is only a sign of guilt. And it's only escalated the situation further now. That said, this I mean, this was a completely irresponsible shoot by this officer. Um, it's, it's horrible to see. It, it's not defensible. Yeah, it was. It it wasn't intentional. I mean, I can't imagine that it was. She pretended, you know, to say that, and that she had some true malice in her to, to shoot this guy with a gun. Not at all. Um, it was a real accident. That's why they're called accidents, and sometimes they're fatal accidents, and that's awful. And there has to be accountability for that. Uh, nobody argues those things, but. We're not seeing any sign from the BLM movement or Antifa or whomever on the left on, the, on these movements. We're not seeing any sign that justice is good enough for them. Immediately after the incident in Minnesota, uh, the, the first one, the, the George Floyd trial that we're watching now with Derek Chauvin and the other officers, immediately following that, those officers were were terminated and charges were brought and it's going through the legal system but that's still not good enough these uh, let me tell you i i put this on social media today on parlor but i don't think it's untrue i don't think that blm wants equality and justice i think blm wants supremacy and vengeance and that's where we're at and that's not saying that Black people want that. It's not what I'm saying by BLM. Because none of, really, uh, black people that I know would have anything to do, any association at all with BLM. Because they know what a, a lousy organization it is, that it's harmful to progress, that it's corrupt. It's it's terrible. I... I've talked enough about BLM in other episodes. I'm not going to waste this episode on that, really. But it, the, there's nothing that this city can do in, in Minnesota. And 
Brooklyn center. There's nothing they can do that's going to be right. It's not going to matter. It's going to continue to be havoc up there. And, and it's unfortunate. You know, the, the officer resigned, which I think was a very appropriate thing to do. Uh, she'll have her due process, but that, that's where this starts to get frustrating for me. We can all agree that what happened was a horrible accident, was a horrible situation, that the, the victim of that is not at fault for that. Okay, ultimately, yes, he should not have resisted. He's not at fault for being shot. Okay. And that if you like me or not, I don't care. I'm just telling you the truth. Um, it's not his fault he was shot. We can go back, cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect, all day long. You're not going to get to a point where you equate him wrestling around with an officer, um, warranting him being shot at close range that way when he's not armed. Um, and in that video, there was nothing to show or appear that he was trying to attack the officer or go for any kind of weapon. We could speculate all day long, but I'm just going to tell you, there's nothing, he's not at fault for being shot, okay, at the end of the day. Um, but due process has to play out in these situations. And the city manager, who was black, by the way, got up yesterday and when asked the question about should the officer be terminated, he said that, you know, every city employee is entitled to due process. That's the right answer. It's the straight answer. It's not a political answer. It's a constitutional answer. It is a legal answer. If somebody is charged with an offense, they are entitled to due process in this country. The American citizen that is charged with, is charged with some sort of crime or, or tort or whatever you want to call it, in the United States, is entitled to due process in the United States. Okay? So the city manager made that, that, that was his only statement. And, and I believe he speculated for down the line that he can see, you know, the termination of somebody being a result uh, of an investigation. But he, he said, you know, we're of that due process. But that wasn't good enough because city manager, black city manager called, um, for cooler heads and let due process play out, a black mayor fired the black city manager. And that then also ultimately forced the police chief to resign along with the officer. That one I don't agree with. Unfortunately, you're going to, they want to call for heads, but here's the thing. So you fire, you, you lose a chief that's got all of this time uh, invested in the community. The chiefs are intimately involved from an administrative standpoint, meaning that they are networked into the businesses in the community. They're networked in, you know, to the politics in the community, which in, in these communities are very Democrat. Um, they're networked into all of that. So they're more in touch with the daily operation of the community than, than a lot of people are that way, Okay. Um, they get a they get a different perspective than responding officers necessarily do to businesses and, and things like that. It's a it's a different um, purview of of the situation. But but my point is, is so the chief's forced to resign now. Um, now we don't know if the chief has any kind of black marks on his his record anywhere or blemishes. I guess if that's a better word. But this one instance instance happened that was clearly an accident a horrible accident let's 
I would just like to see for that department alone in the Chiefs tenure. I don't know if it's two years or five years or however long he's been chief. But I would like to see how many traffic stops there have been in his jurisdiction in the time he's been chief that did not result in any one shot. I'm going to guess it's zero. And I'm going to guess the total number of those stops is in the thousands. Many thousands. So, I I just don't, I guess I, I still, I don't understand this. Just, we got to fire the high profile person. Because they're the ones standing out in front of there. I don't know this chief at all. And I, maybe he's a horrible dude. Maybe we'll find out more. I don't know. But I guess I'm looking at it more from the perspective of just the position of this person's been, you know, in that leadership role and has all of this knowledge and was not there at the scene and clearly does not train, you know, officers to react that way. I can tell you that's the case. No officers trained to react that way. Uh, it just, it's terrible. And then in the last, you know, last night I'm watching these, you know, you, there are so many live streams you can pull up at night. I was watching live streams last night of the protests. And I encourage you to do that. Search for, you know, PT News is one that I always, uh, I guess, I refer to because generally speaking, last year during all the riots, he had tolerable coverage of it he's he's very conservative um, you know like you know most of those listening to this show um, I got kind of a personality rub with him for some reason I don't know why but um, he's you know he's he's got a good product there and he restreams rebroadcasts all these streams uh, live streams when these protests are happening that's it's worth watching if, if it's not his find another one they're all over Facebook on Twitter I mean you can find people streaming these things but to watch them with your own eyes and get a view of what's happening in the streets, and we know this, it has nothing to do with wanting justice. It's an excuse for these bottom feeders in society, these scumbags to come out and, and destroy their city. And again, here I'm not talking about the black people in these communities. Or the white people in these communities. It does. It's not about the race. It's about the behavior. It's about the particular individual. Because the majority of people are not doing that. But it only takes a small group, let alone groups of you know dozens or hundreds, out doing this stuff to cause all this damage. It it doesn't solve anything. It just keeps making. The entire situation more inflamed on both sides. You are not winning over anybody to your argument that's not already there. I can tell you that. By burning down innocent people's businesses and and hurting additional people and taking away jobs from other people in the community now they can't go to work because their place of employment was burned down or destroyed in some way. What what is that solving? What who is what justice is that? I I don't I don't get it. It pisses me off. It pisses me off a lot. I'm gonna talk more about that in a minute too. Uh, 
I'm fired up about this today. And I got, you know, I was already fired up about it because I watched some of these live streams with these riots happen last night. And it, it just blew my mind how uninformed most of these pieces of shit are out there protesting are. Okay, I was already pissed. And then I watched, you know, the news conference uh, by the mayor of Brooklyn Center, and I got more irritated because not only was it just a bunch of pandering bullshit, but it the guy, I, I understand he's under a lot of stress right now, but it was impossible to sit and listen to him for more than a few minutes. Can't get a sentence out. He can't get his thoughts out. And you're the mayor. And I'm sorry. Yeah, this is a you know a really high profile situation, but this is not anything new for your area. And you're the mayor, for Christ's sake. Get out in front of your community and lead in a productive way. You know, you know how he led? Well, see, they announced that really that's what started throwing me in a more of a spin today was that the city council voted to take away um, <clears throat> all of the tools that the police department needs for crowd control. They can't kettle, meaning they can't go in the large lines to try to um, block people in that are rioting and breaking curfew. Can't do that. Why not? Why not? Took away their, their rubber bolts, tear gas, and the other... They, what are you leaving them with? The only option being deadly force? So if somebody comes up and starts throwing an explosives at them or a Molotov cocktail at them, they they just shoot them, or they allow themselves to be hit with that and burn alive or whatever. I mean, it, I just don't, I don't fucking get it. And it's, oh, listening to that conference today just it pissed me off. None of that. We know it doesn't work because other dipshit leaders, mayors, whatever you want to call them, they're not leaders. Other dipshits have tried doing that, and it doesn't work. You only further castrate your law enforcement department. And why do you think crime is going up everywhere? There's fewer police officers on the street. A lot of that's because the money's been taken away from these departments and they have been, haven't been able to either fill their quotas for open positions or after people are retiring, they're not refilling positions. And then these officers are... are, are almost afraid to engage in many areas. Because you don't want to be the next guy on the newspaper for following his training. And I'm speaking in general. We know this recent situation in Minnesota was a complete flop of training. But in general, 99.99999% of the other ones are following through on their training. And that training is established by these law enforcement, you know, standards boards and stuff in these states that are all democratically led. I, it's, I, I just don't, I don't get it. And then you get Rashida, oh, God, I'm not going to say her name. She tweeted today, this, this freaking filthy dust buzzard in, in Michigan, she tweeted today, um, or last night, that it wasn't an accident. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I'm done with those who condone government-funded murder. 
No more policing, incarceration, uh, and militar militarization. It can't be reformed. What an irresponsible, stupid fucking thing to say. You know, you are a congresswoman. You swore an oath to the Constitution. Do you know what that means? It means upholding our system of laws. And because a law may have been broken here, which this officer broke a law in what she did, and she will go through her due process and pay the price. When somebody breaks a law, the system goes through that adjudication. No more policing or incarceration. You swore an oath to the Constitution. I think a lot of these empty heads think like, oh, I, I just got to go take my oath today. It's just a part of the process to get into office. No, that oath is your office. It is your service. The oath is what it's all about. But all of them have forgotten it on both sides. I swear. That oath is not just a door or a gatekeeper to getting to your position. It's not the 30 seconds or two minutes or whatever you may, how long you may take to, to say it, recite it. It's not just, I got to go do this today and then I'm officially in office. No, that oath is your office. So when you sit on that oath and you start calling for that oath to be shredded down, oh, it's maddening to me. To me, that's treasonous. Should it happen, should it occur, and, it's, and, it, and it comes out of some revolution from this tweet she put forth, it's absolutely treasonous. To make that statement, though, is unbecoming of a congresswoman. And it's certainly a slap in the face, that oath. An oath that I swore, and I hold sacred to this day, and I always will. It doesn't expire. But some of us held that oath, took that oath, and held it for what it was, the oath. We did our service. Our service was that oath. We lived by it. It was a code. And pieces of shit like this from Detroit. Rashida Tlaib. Disgusting, repugnant, piece of crap human being. She has no business in Congress. Oh, I'm telling you. Sorry out there, but I'm fired up today. I'm pissed off today because tweets like that are, are irresponsible, they're ignorant, they're stupid, they're dangerous, they're unnecessary, they're vile. But there won't be a word of condemnation from her party on it. It's disgusting. Now, I tell you, I, I did... Uh, I think I had an episode back in March, maybe around March 13th or so, that was just about a month ago that was entitled uh, Inferno on the Horizon, I believe. That talked about what's looming this summer. And I tell you, this summer is going to be very, very ugly. It's already starting up. It is going to inflame in other areas. It's going to be bad. It's going to, it's going to make last summer look like a prayer circle. I've Use that analogy now a couple of times with people. So it's not stale, but I, I can't think of any other way to put it. And I tell you, this stuff is very real. I've seen it three times recently. Four, four really. Uh, just a few years ago in the Sherman Park neighborhood in Milwaukee, there was an officer-involved shooting. Black officer shot, killed a black 
suspect who, who brandished a weapon. Um, and the city, parts of the city burned, a, a gas station, a bank, a bunch of other stores, just destroyed in it. Well, now, in last year, Milwaukee was one of the cities that went up uh, with protests when the George Floyd protests took place uh, in late May. We had an officer shot during those protests. Uh, then we had the Jacob Blake instance in Kenosha, just to our south. Uh, I went down to Kenosha, uh, seen that firsthand. It's depressing. It's destructive. And then we had the one in Wauwatosa. And I don't even remember <clears throat> the name associated with that one. That, that's another thing. These The victims in these situations, they're, they end up lost in these riots. The communities lose. The victims lose all of it. Because all you remember out of this is the destructive nonsense. You don't remember even what the cause really was. What was, you know, it's... Oh, it's so maddening. But my point being is I have <clears throat> physically been, you know, seen this several times, three times for sure in the last year, up close and personal. It's real. And this stuff can escalate quickly. So, you know, I hate to tell people, stay out of your city centers. You know your area is better than anyone else. But when you look, uh, you know, at videos from last year, like Rochester, New York, when these protesters just started flaming up and, and, and going into restaurants with, with families eating and, and turning their food off their table. And same thing happened to that elderly couple in, in Pittsburgh, I believe it was. It was outside on that outdoor market having a drink and the woman that came up and drank the guy's beer or whatnot. And, I mean, it can happen anywhere, anytime. But the cities are, are the more dangerous and more likely spots. And I'm starting to feel like, you know, I get pissed that police aren't doing enough to stop this, but knowing that they're having their hands tied and the tools taken away from them, I'm to the point now, just let it, let it burn. Let them burn their fucking cities down. They're all Democrat controlled anyways. It's their own neighborhoods. And in many cases, say, well, there's outside agitators that came in and did it. Okay, well, these outside agitators are in, in every city. And there's some of these agitators live in the city that travel to other cities and do it. It's a culture. It is its own subculture, really, is what it is. Its own lawless, violent subculture that serves no purpose for the country. It serves no purpose in initiating change. It serves no purpose in healing the community. It serves no purpose even in any productive activism. It is a destructive, violent subculture, is what it is. And leaders have allowed it to sit and grow and, and fester and allow it to permeate into other areas of our society, like corporations now. So they just feel more enabled and more emboldened to go out there and, and destroy shit because they know that the politicians are just going to use that, you know, as some weapon. Try to pass some stupid legislation that makes no sense. It's going to castrate police departments, you know, and these people want to take your guns away. No, you don't need guns. You got police for that, but we're going to take away the police too. And we're going to take away all the weapons and the, the tools that the police have to deal with the community. So really you got nothing. It's, 
watch yourselves this summer. I'm telling you, if you can stay out of city centers, especially, you know your areas. But again, keep in mind that these things just flare up. It doesn't take very long for this stuff to flare up real quick anywhere, anytime. So you got to be prepared. I'm not going to tell you to carry or not carry. You know your, your laws and what you're comfortable with in your state. Not everybody is comfortable with that, and I respect that. People that are not comfortable carrying shouldn't carry. But if you're comfortable with it and you can do so legally, you should be everywhere. It's, it's too dangerous now not to. And at the very least, you need to be prepared to sense problems before they arise. Trust your instincts, trust your gut, and, and to react and respond in ways where you don't panic. <clears throat> there are, uh, you know, in a couple of shows last year that I did, a couple of podcasts that I did on how to protect yourself during civil unrest. Maybe I, I could see that as we get into these spring and summer months, I'm probably going to repeat some of that information again. But <clears throat> it's necessary. There are You can survive these situations if you get caught up in them. And you don't have to shoot your way out of them. Uh, at the end of the day, that's it, not going to get you anywhere good either. I'm not telling you not to defend yourself. You should always defend yourself with the appropriate level of self-defense for what the situation calls for. You have that inherent right. You absolutely should. But I'm just telling you, it's to, to get a John Wayne attitude about it is not going to do you any good in these situations. Um, we see how that's playing out for a lot of people. So be careful out there. But be aware and watch what's going on. Pay attention to what's going on because it is just starting and it is going to get much, much, much worse. Dare I say before it gets better, but I don't know that it gets better. And I don't want to ramble on for too much longer today. But in the upcoming show, I'm definitely going to talk about my uh, philosophy on where this country heads in the next, the next few years, certainly in less than a decade. If we don't turn some ground here in the midterms and in 2024, that's not anywhere good. And even then, I don't know that we, I don't know that we reconcile. I think we're past that point in this country. I think things are too tense, and the only thing that can potentially help that is a media that regains its integrity and loses its ties to politicians and narratives and it goes back to reporting the truth. That's our best hope. And I can't see that happening in our current media dynamic. So, Hey, I was, I'm just full of bright, shiny stuff today, aren't I? But I was pissed off and I wanted to share that stuff with you today because I, I, I'm watching, I get so involved in this for a lot of reasons when these instances happen and I pay so much attention to them. Every angle of them. Like everything, I do my research on these things. And I have personal experience in other areas. And it, it blows my mind that I, I, we, that we continue to watch the same mistakes play out over and over and over again. And sooner or later, it's got to snap. That powder keg has got to light. DC on the 6th was just kind of a, 
a minor flashpoint of seeing frustration and anger, I think, spill over. When law enforcement has to pull out of these cities because they don't have the tools to police them safely. And you have people running around burning cities down. And, and there's no police there to protect the residents that are stuck there, that remain there. There's only one thing that can happen, and that's a violent confrontation between the two sides. It's just, that's physics, it's nature. I'm not advocating for it. It's the last thing in the world I ever want to see. But it's where we're headed, and the politicians are, are, are leading us right to that point. We need, we need leadership at other levels to stand up to these politicians and say no. But specific, specifically, some of these police chiefs. And they know they're going to get fired if they do. That's, that's the problem. But we need them to stand up to these mayors and basically say, fuck you. No, they're not taking away these tools from, I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution. And you're, what you're telling me to do right now is not constitutional. And I will not support it. But until we get some, some strong senior level law enforcement leaders out there and, and others that are willing to tell the politicians that, I don't think we're left with any hope other than the fact that law enforcement is going to continue to be diluted to a point where citizens are on their own again. It's a really sad reality. And the further away you are from the city, the luckier you are. The luckier you are, really, I think, at this point in time. Because it's it's really in these you know, metropolises and surrounding areas, surrounding metro areas, that it's the biggest problem. So, hey, all right. I'll be live again this Thursday, uh, April 15th, for the Tommy C. Show on Riverside FM at 8 p.m. Central. I hope you'll join me for that live show. Uh, and that's all I have for today. If you enjoy the show, I'd be very grateful if you'd take a minute to share it with your friends and family. Feel free to follow and engage with me on Parlor. My handle is at the Tommy C. Show. Check out my website, therealtommyc.com, for other ways to contact me, to view my original articles, to check out the Truth Verified store, or to contribute through the sh to the show through PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, or by becoming a member if you appreciate my commentary. Friends, it is time for all of us to passionately take action and be safe out there, okay? We the people have a proud history of doing just that.